Hey everybody, this is Michael and you're listening to Conversations with a Recovering Loan Officer, the show that is designed to help loan officers grow their mortgage business. We talk to top producers, marketing experts, and other inspiring people whose experience can help you reach your goals in less time. Guys, Michael here with pre Me, and I'm sitting today with a good friend and a longtime business associate, Mike Farrell. Um, and we're just here to chat about the state of the industry and, you know, about what it's like to be not only, you know, managing loan officers in the, in the industry, but also producing today and like where your focus needs to be, what's working for you, you know, for Mike specifically, and, you know, some things that, uh, might, might be beneficial to you as you kind of move forward over the next 18 months, uh, and survive this. I mean, Mike, you were around when, during the, were you around, obviously you were around the, during the, like. 2006 to 10 period of time in the mortgage space. Yeah. What were you around in the previous one? When was that? In the late 90s, oh, early 2000s? Oh, oh, two. Oh, two. Correct. Now I've been lending since uh, since uh, 88, so quite some time. But uh, yeah, um, yeah, well, it's definitely changing on the market right now and, and getting back. You know, the, the folks that have been in the market for the last three to five years, especially from a loan officer perspective. They've never gone through what we're doing, dealing with right now. They don't understand, or they're re- they're understanding very quickly the margin compressions and the the fact that lenders don't have um, uh, premium pricing anymore. But you know, the one thing that I I definitely preach and 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 make sure that everybody is exercising is spread your audience. You know, the fact is that you know you've got to get beyond the realtor base, you've got to get back into the roots of the the financial advisors, the insurance agents, the CPAs, the the attorneys, um, you know, in challenging times and tough times creates unique situ- situations of for the consumers that they're going to, who are they going to turn to? Then maybe they don't want to sell their house. Maybe they, maybe they need to protect their house, but they're going to talk to their attorney. So, um, you know, going out and, and building your network and, and sphere of influence uh, beyond just the realtor base is important. But at the same point, Think about your realtor base. Since a lot of them have been in the business for maybe three to five years, the same time frame as the average loan officer today, and they've they've not been through um, situations like this, and they're used to, you know, going from uh, we need gap coverage on on every file on every purchase uh, to offset the appraisal to now we need two one buy downs, and that's the topic of the day is how do we get the two one buy downs? Well, the challenge of the two one buy down is that it can only be paid for by the seller or paid for by the lender. Yeah, well, the lender doesn't have the premium, doesn't have the, the the margin in their rate to be able to absorb that cost with where the bond market is right now. So it's got to come from the seller side, and we're starting to see that become more um, consistent. That the sellers are willing to give the money as a seller concession because they know the buyers are in the situation of rates have doubled in the last six months. How are they going to afford to buy it if they, you know, what they could afford six months ago is completely different today. Um, but educating your realtors in regards to what, how to word the addendum in regards to the seller concessions, if the seller concessions can be directly earmarked towards the points and the buy, the discount buy downs, the, the cost of buying down the rate, then that portion of money can be moved over to the seller paid obligations and removed from the points and fee trigger from the buyer side. So you only have 3% to work with on the buyer side unless it's bonafide discount points, but moving a portion of that money over allows the buyer to add more to that buy down rate. I did not know that. 
That's very creative. Yeah. So you're saying that you don't have to eat into your 3% as long as you structure the deal correctly. As long as, and, and get with your, your, your attorney or, or counsel or, or corporate office to get their, their opinion of this. But, you know, if you look at the CFPB, um, verbiage of it, if it's a seller paid obligation, that's not included in the points and fees. Yeah. So you've got to find a way to move that over to have the seller pay that on behalf of the buyer and not affect the points and fees trigger. So you mentioned education as a part of like, you know, really what's important today, not only just to stay top of mind with your referral partners, but also is like making sure that the marketplace understands what's needed to kind of keep the ball moving forward. And so you're saying, you know, talk to your real estate agents, educate them about these products and about this process. What is sort of like your favorite way of getting in touch with your, you know, your sphere and, and letting them know what's happening and how to, how to deal with it. You know, we, we utilize the mobile cards quite, quite regularly and send messages, whether it's text messages out to our, our, our agents or our referral partners. And at the same point, you know, getting back into when you didn't have the time to do the seminars and the lunch and learns, uh, because you're so busy now you have to make the time you've got to just fill your calendar full of getting out uh, having an audience, whether you're doing it by, by in person or, or in zoom. Um, but we're just finding more and more uh, they're, they're starving for information. They're, they're, they're asking for coaching and, and, and guidance as to how to counsel the consumers, but you've got to get both in front of the realtor referral portals partner and the consumer to be able to start identifying and building a blueprint that they, that they can follow and get themselves into a situation that they can afford the house or, or, or be back into that financial ability um, or how can they deal with today's rates and have a plan in 12 months from now or 24 months from now to get out of that rate and the whole, you know, cliche of marry the, marry the house, date the rate, you know, they, that sounds good, but they need a plan. What, what does that look like? Um, so you're, you're doing a lot more education. You're doing a lot more, um, you know, a guidance, both pre-closing and post-closing. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. You know, so one of those things that I heard um, recently, I can't remember exactly from who, but you know, when it gets, when the market moves like this, not unexpectedly, you know, we can't always have, you know, amazing rates for, you know, forever. Um, you know, it creates some hard times like in 2008. I mean, well, I don't know what percentage was, but it was a significant, probably half the mortgage industry essentially wasn't doing loans anymore and they, they let their license go. What's the, what's that saying? Hard times create tough men, tough men create good times, right? Good times create weak men, weak men create tough times. And right. so, so we're kind of going through the cycle right now where I think that, I think that works in politics too. Just remember that for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It absolutely does. And I think it's just the general state of the economy right. today is going, we're going through that cycle. And, and this is the time when tough people are going to come out the other side in a better place, you know, and uh, not to put too many cliche um, topics into one conversation, but, you know, there is blood in the streets, so to speak, and the people who are going to make the money are the ones who stick to it, you know, and that they're ready. Absolutely. Ab absolutely. I mean, it, have a plan and just, I mean, engage in the basics. You know what the basics are. You know what that you, you, if you think you're communicating, double down on that communication even more. Yeah. The other thing I find is it's it's easy to get discouraged when you don't see it. 
m- movement right away, right? So like if you send out an email uh, to to a select group of realtors or you're calling, you know, for half an hour and you're not getting the feedback you want, it's easy to get discouraged by right. the early resistance you have. Well, like you're polishing your skills, you're learning how to write a copy, you're learning how to pick up the phone and meet people and meet realtors and how to provide value. It's only going to get better. Every single repetition you make is only going to get better. And so if you can push forward through with the hard things, right, that's going to put you in a much better place in a month when you're much more polished and you're able to go out there and communicate effectively what, what really matters to the people you're talking to. Right. And it's that, it's like going to the gym, right? It's painful at first, but you got to get there and you got to do the work. Well, well Michael, that, and that's my point. When you think you're communicating with your agents and your, your, your referral partners, You've got to do more. You've got to you've got to talk to them more. You've got to send an email. You've got to send a, a, a leave a voicemail. You've got to just call every week. Just you know, you got to go through the grind. You've got to be. They've got to know that that they are, you are one call away. You're you're available. You know, not twenty four seven, but you know what? You're available. Um, not during business hours, weekends, evenings, whenever they can call. You're going to respond back. Yeah. You're going if they call or text you, you're responding back. Yep. So what else in a time when like, obviously you're working proactively to stay in business and to continue to pay your bills and to to help as many people buy houses as as possible, but what else would you be using this kind of like this slow time to do in your business? Like what's a, what is a priority for somebody who's got a little bit of extra time? You know what? Data management. Think about all the contacts. Think about everybody that you've had over the last two years, three years, when you're ultra busy, now's the best time to make sure that you're ready to go for next year, when we get to that end of the third quarter, fourth quarter, when we see the Federal Reserve pause and have to start going backwards and lower the rates because, you know, are we in a recession period? What, whatever they do now, they've got to correct and unwind at some point. Are you going to be ready and armed to instantly be able to push the button and your CRM systems is, is in, intact? Your communication to your realtors, to your past clients are intact. Now's the time to start building those feeder systems and making sure that you're tuning the engine up. Yeah, that's it, right? Because when it's race day, if you didn't do that pre-work, you're going to stall out. Right. And and uh, that's great advice. Yeah, get those systems and those processes in place. And, and the kind of the beautiful thing is, a lot of what I'm seeing is, it's obviously difficult to keep the same amount of people in your business today if the revenue's not there. But you can you can build the systems that you can add people to later. That is something you can do on your own um, to prepare for this. And so that's great. And in your in your business, Mike, I mean, you're managing several branches or region, I should say, for a fairly large company. Um, you know, what are your loan officers saying? Like, how do you help them stay motivated through the next, you know, period of time? You know, I, I just had a conversation this morning with one of my loan officers, encouraging that, you know, he's getting discouraged. I said, listen, you just got to find three opportunities a day. Your job is to find three opportunities a day. It's not eight hours a day in, in, in the grind. You've got to be able to have a plan for tomorrow. And once you finish those three opportunities, three positives, leave on a positive. Never leave on a negative. You're going to have to grind, whether that grind is to, you know, you got your three positives at, at three o'clock at, at the, the afternoon, then leave. If it takes you till seven o'clock or eight o'clock, then do what it takes to get to that grind because it's going to, the fruit is going to come out at the end, uh, the, at the other end. You know, when you get to this point that you, you have the relationships, now you need to nurture and keep them. If you turn the light switch off, 
and you you tap out, guess what? You're going to try to come back in when the market's great, great again. Now you've got to rekindle all those relationships. Stay engaged. It's worth the effort. Build your brand, which is you. Um, I mean, people are going to buy you first product, second company, third, 100% of the time. Build your brand, expose your brand, and nurture it just like a farmer would planting a seed. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. It is really, uh, when you chunk it down like that, three opportunities a day, you know, and that's it. And like, give yourself permission to leave once you've achieved that. That's awesome. Because otherwise you're going to get completely burned out because if you don't know, like you said, the fruits on the other side, you don't know when that fruit's going to actually come. And so if you're just hundred percent, 24 seven, that's burnout, you know, that's, that's crisis mode. That's reaction. You know, we, we did that over the last two years, three years when, when fortunately the mortgage space was doing very well when, when other people were, were staying home in place, you know, we, we, we grind, you know, we're 10 hour, 12 hour days for the last two years. Now you have time to build yourself. Now you have time to balance yourself. Now you have time to prepare for that next wave. And if you wait too long, then you're going to be reactive and have to start all over again. I'd rather be now, um, you know, again, if you got three goals a day in regards to production and that production could be a new contact, a new application, uh, a new appointment, whatever the case may be, it's only three goals a day. Get them done. Yeah. One of those things is like really valuable today is I think, um, like you said, building your brand and a part of that's like content, you know, like writing is great. Doing videos like this are great. Like, I mean, this is, it's a relatively slow time for me and my business. And so like, what we're trying to do is trying to just help our loan officers understand that there is light at the end of the tunnel and that they have to stay focused on it by talking to people like you and you're staying busy. I mean, there's not a lot of, uh, you know, business out there, so to speak, but you're following these same, you know, methods and you're nurturing your relationships. And actually one thing I never considered, which you just said, uh, you know, 10 minutes ago was think outside the realtor. That is so huge because you're right. Most of the time when people are scared of the real estate market, they're not going to their real estate agents. They're going to their financial advisors, right? Their CPAs, their insurance people. Um, and they are the ones who are going to end up referring loan officers to help them structure something to, to move them forward financially. And I never even considered that. That's a That's awesome. Well, you know, you go, go to your employers, go to the HR departments, you know, people are going to go through tough times over that. We know tough times are coming in regards to economics. So how is that going to impact the, the average employee? Well, the, the HR, you know, uh, departments are trying to prepare for that as well. What better way than to go out and have a resource in regards to financial liter literacy or education in regards to in, in the workplace pertaining to mortgage services. And so those, those conversations will lead are, you know, loan officers to ideas on what sort of marketing content they should be creating, how to distribute it, how to make it accessible to the end user, the consumer or the other end who needs your help. And if you approach it that way, right, from a, I want to help these families find the right solutions for them, the more people you can give that content to, the more value you're going to provide and the more business you're going to get as a result of that. And having that content is absolutely important, but having the reach and the accessibility for them to find you when they need you, be, yep. being able, being able to utilize the mobilization that the tools that are out there to build 
that ability to where 24 seven, they have you on their phone or they have the ability to share you with a friend, family, or colleague. If somebody needs, you know, needs a service and top of mind, you know, Bill, now's the time to brand yourself and build yourself and mobilize yourself to where you have a delivery system. And that delivery system brings everything back to you. That's awesome. Let me find, I've got a couple like finishing questions here. Okay. So just if you were only able to do one like marketing activity and you had to do only that marketing activity, I know I'm springing this on you, only one marketing activity for like the next six months, what would it be? For the next six months, my marketing activity would be to introduce myself to as many agents and referral partners as I can. I would be setting up 20-minute appointments, just coffee, whenever. But but if, if that was my only activity, you can sell yourself. You can brand yourself. You can, I mean, that, but how how do you get the, the, the other end to engage with you? You got to get in front of them. And now is the best time. I mean, if that's the only thing that I had the opportunity to do, I would be making calls and setting appointments and filling my schedule. Perfect. That's, that's perfect. Um, okay. When you're presenting these real estate agents today, I know there's kind of a unique positioning regarding like education, but besides that, what sort of unique value proposition are you going to your real estate agents with? On our end, what we're doing is what, like we're teaching our loan officers to do, how to, how to sell themselves, how to build themselves, how to prepare for the next six, 12 months. You know, the agents need it too. I mean, they're all independent agents and they don't have, a lot of them don't have the resources uh, to be able to um, know how to market themselves in a different way. So it just educating them, bring them, bring them into your, your, your team meetings and into your, into your weekly meetings um, and, and take that mobile to different locations. Um, get out more on a, you know, on, on, you didn't have time to do the social things before to get to know them. Now you do have time to do that and, and engage that within your schedule. Yeah. So more, so sort of like bringing, um, like creating like an accountability group, you know, where you're helping them, they're helping you, you guys are kind of holding each other accountable and growing and surviving this market together. Yeah. It's, I mean, that, that networking group, is, you know, everybody's going through the same thing. Your, your business is affected by our business being affected as is their business is being affected. How do we brand and grow together? How can we, how do we collaborate and, and create awareness and an easy point of reference to get back to you? Yeah. Well, okay. So last, my kind of like last question is a bit of a personal question. Okay. And this has to do with, um, everyone having their own strengths and weaknesses, right? So, like my, I'll just give you a description. Um, I'm, what I'm going to ask you is what your biggest enemy is when it comes to success in your business and life. All right. And my biggest enemy tends to be that I live in the clouds on the big idea stage and not as much in the implementation stage of my, of my life. And so um, what do you think that your biggest enemy is today uh, when it comes to achieving your goals or, or success? Trying to find the 25th hour in the day is the first step, uh, but time management. I, I, I think that, you know, when, when you start to 
go out there and and broadly talk have so many spokes out there and so many reaches of of, of talking to people um i think my phone's rang at least 10 times since i've been on this on this call you just can't be as attentive as you want and you're trying to manage your day and honestly you just have to that's my biggest that's my biggest downfall is how to block out time um and force that time so that i can catch up um yeah that's, that's the key yeah perfect okay mike thank you so much for your time today i really appreciate it hopefully you guys um that are out there in the trenches um were able to get some value from this and uh again mike appreciate your time oh i'll give you some time back now <laughs> i know you need oh, it thanks man i appreciate you all right mike thank you take care